Welcome back to the Squared Sports Podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, Lane Frank. We're now episode number 91. So we're 91 episodes through. I got action packed episode playing for you. College football week two just got wrapped up. NFL week one, one eventful thing that was Carlos Alcaraz won the 2022 US Open. We're going to recap that in a little bit. MLB playoff race coming down to the wire. And so much more. Stay tuned for an action packed episode number 91. Let's hop into it. Now, we're going to start off episode 191, how we always do with the headlines, but not in the NBA, in the MLB. And the first thing I want to talk about in the MLB right here is Albert Poole. Sorry, by smashing his 697th career home run. What, I mean, what an amazing player. And then what an amazing gesture he made after it. Lend the fan, keep the ball. What an amazing gesture. And it wasn't even a Cardinals fan. It was a Pirates fan. Albert Poole moves over to fourth all-time on the home run list, passing A-Rod. Albert Poulos is one of the greatest players of all time. You could say he's the greatest player of all time who didn't take steroids. Albert Poulos is a legendary by one of the best baseball players ever. Albert Poulos hit his 697th home run. Not ever going to reach that Barry Bonds level, but Albert Poulos hopefully can get to 700 by the end of the season. And, which would recap the end of his career, the Cardinals are going to make the playoffs. Home runs won't count for that, but Cardinals are going to make the playoffs. Albert Poulos is playing really well. Interesting team to look out for, which got the win see on that. But a team that is interesting to look out for right now, the Mets and the Braves are playing. This is an amazing division series. Going down to the wire right now, everybody. The Mets have not been playing amazing as of late, but they've been injured ever since... Eduardo Escobar got hurt. The Mets had a little bit of struggles, but then Eduardo Escobar came back and started smashing. Then Luis Garmin got hurt. He still isn't back. Brett Beatty, who they called up, played amazing, and then he got hurt. Now Sterling Marte is hurt, still on the IL. You still have these pitchers hurt. Max Scherzer is on the IL right now, so a lot of things not going great from the New York Mets. We're finding a way. P. Alonso is getting some knocks. Lindor hit a home run last night against the Cubs. We filmed this on Tuesday, so Monday night, Lindor hit a home run. So yeah, just amazing stuff right there from the Mets, but the Braves did grab the division lead for about 24 hours, and then the Mets took division lead again. But when the Braves lose like they did the other night to the San Francisco Giants, the Mets have to capitalize on that and win their game, and they can do that against the Chicago Cubs. So Mets really got to capitalize on those opportunities, but player really capitalizing on opportunities right now is Mike Trout, everybody. So since Mike Trout came back from injury, the Angels have just been horrible. The Angels have not been a good team, and Mike Trout got hurt in the season. Now Mike Trout's back. In his past seven games, he's had seven home runs. I'm going to go more in depth to this later because that's going to be a segment. Mike Trout and the Angels. Mike Trout in his past seven games has been mashing seven straight home runs for Mike Trout in seven straight games. Wouldn't streak that for Mike Trout. But that's about it for the headlines in MLB. Let's move to tennis where we have some news. So, Carlos Alcaraz took down Francis Tiafo in the semifinals. Tough things here right there. You obviously want to see an American win. But he was the first American to make a semifinal in the U.S. Open since Andy Rock 2003. Andy Rock won it in 2003. I wish Francis Tiafo could have won it right here, but he couldn't. Francis Tiafo is still an amazing player, and he could win it again next year. This guy's the future of tennis. He's 19 years old. He's amazing. He's a prodigy. He's quick. He's maybe the best fitness on tour. He's just so quick with it. It's not his serve. It's his ground strokes. It's his rallying ability. If you get into a deep rally with him, he's probably going to win it. You probably aren't. So, Carlos Alcaraz, an amazing player. That was a really interesting matchup against Casper Ruud. I think maybe people expected Carlos Alcaraz to be in the foul, but not really Casper Ruud. But this is Casper Ruud's second major final of the year. He made the French Open final, and I made the U.S. Open final. Couldn't win either, but he got some tough draws. Casper Ruud had some good wins in this tournament. Just couldn't come up with it. Nick Kyrgios, obviously lost early in the round. We're going to talk more about tennis later on in the episode, but let's move to the NFL where we had a boatload of news. Okay, almost there with the injuries. The injuries we had this week were Dak Prescott, who isn't going to go on the IR, and Jerry Jones says is only going to miss four games, but 
Jerry Jones tends to lie. I think that means maybe more six to eight type of weeks. But Dak Prescott is hurt right now. TJ Watt apparently tore his pec, but he didn't really tear his pec. Some people were saying he tore his pec. Some people saying he weren't. A doctor said he would. And then a second doctor said, no, nah, he's fine. He doesn't need surgery. He's just going to be out six weeks with a slightly torn pec. Now he's back. So TJ Watt is going to be out for six weeks. He's back with the Steelers. He's not going to go into surgery, not going to go into rehab, anything like that. So he's going to be back with the Steelers, just going to rehab with them for the next six weeks. Interesting stuff right there from TJ Watt. But Steelers are going to miss their first pass rusher. TJ Watt, one of the best pass rushers in the game, but like his brother, does get hurt a lot. TJ Watt, could he come out at the end of his career as one of the greatest defense players of all time? I think he's the talent to do it. I just don't know if he has the durability to do it. That's an interesting thing right there TJ Watt. He's going to miss his first six games, but credit to Mitch Trubisky, everybody. What a win that was against the Cincinnati Bengals, against Super Bowl runner-up in the Cincinnati Bengals. And Mitch Trubisky was able to pull out a win, get them into field goal range late in overtime, and get that win. So yeah, amazing stuff right there from Mr. Trubisky. Keenan Allen, everybody. Keenan Allen is also hurt. Brand Staley said, hey, he's probably not going to play against the Chiefs, and that's a bit alarming right there. Last year, week two, we had Chargers versus Chiefs and the Chargers won that game. I think the Chiefs win this game this year. That's a spoiler for Square Sports Game Day coming up next. It's going to be Thursday Night Football. It's going to be an interesting game. We're just going to have to wait and see, but I really think the Chiefs come out on that one. They're going to miss Keenan Allen. Maybe if they had Keenan Allen, it would be a closer game, but you're just going to have to wait and see my full analysis on that next segment in Square Sports Game Day. Andy Reid, though, was upset with all the injuries the Chiefs had this week, saying he blamed it on the Arizona Cardinals turf. A lot of these dome stadiums, it's like that. Their turf is messed up. But the worst thing with their turf is MetLife Stadium. So many players have complained about it. But yeah, turf, it's, it's just an interesting thing. I mean, some fields use different types of turf. Just make it all the same type of turf, and then maybe players won't get hurt so much. The NFL needs to regulate this more this offseason, in my opinion. Andy Reid, not happy with Arizona Cardinals turf and his players getting injured. But you know who coach who is happy right now? Brian DeBoer, but of my new York Giants, Brian DeBoer, the head coach of the New York Giants, beats the Tennessee Titans to think he couldn't do last season in the regular season, but he did this year. Last year, Randy Bullock hit a game-winning field goal to beat his Buffalo Bills. This year, Randy Bullock missed game-winning field goal, and the Giants won. Daniel Jones, amazing. Saquon Barkley, amazing. We're going to talk about Giants-Panthers later on, next segment, in Squirt Sports Game Day. Giants have an interesting matchup against the Carolina Panthers this week. But yeah, Brian DeBull and the Giants get an awesome win against Tennessee Titans. First Giants win since 2016. 2016, Giants made the playoffs. Not saying it's going to happen, but I'm hoping it's a Giants fan that the Giants can make the playoffs this season. The Bills had an interesting game on Thursday Night Football. I said the Rams were going to win it, but the Rams' run game was non-existent. Matthew Stafford played horrible. Josh Allen didn't play on top of his game, but he played well enough to get them the win. Had touchdowns to Gabriel Davis, had touchdowns to Stephon Diggs. The running game did pretty well. So yeah, Bills, credits them right there. The Saints pull out a comeback win against the Atlanta Falcons. Marcus Mariota couldn't get the job done. Young Way Koo missed the game-length field goal. James Winston makes the comeback, gets that touchdown. It's Michael Thomas. Both these guys pretty much missed all of last season. And now they're back playing well. James Woodson and Michael Thompson, a duo to look after this year. The Bears, everybody, the Bears had an interesting game against the 49ers. I'm going to talk about the 49ers later on in the episode, but right now I want to talk about the Bears. Justin Fields, his resilience in the worst weather conditions I've ever seen in an NFL game. I don't even know why that game wasn't delayed. It was terrible weather conditions. Just, I mean, I only, I feel bad for Trey Lance with the 49ers. That was just tough conditions coming up from San Francisco to that. Whoo! That's tough right there. But the Bears did pull out a gutsy win against San Francisco 49ers on Sunday. Pittsburgh Steelers, I already talked about them, getting a good win against the Cincinnati Bengals. Eagles, hold on against the Lions to win 38-35. to Interesting thing right here. Devontae Smith, many targets, zero catches, zero yards. Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith don't have that connection, it seems like. The Dolphins, I said Mike McDaniel would lose his first game to Bill Belichick. 
Boy, was I wrong. The thing I liked right there was the Miami Dolphins defense. Now, I really thought the Miami Dolphins defense last year would have been good because in 2020, it was amazing. The year they went 10-6 with Tua as their quarterback. But last year, it really wasn't that good. This year, it's looking pretty good. Byron Jones played well. I mean, everybody just played well for that defense. Christian Wilkins, interesting thing to look out for right there. The Dolphins defense air play. Now, last thing I want to talk about right here in the headlines, Cade York air play. If you don't know who Cade York is, kicker out of LSU, highest drafted kicker, I think in the past however many years, went to the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns said, hey, Evan McPherson got drafted by the Bengals last year. He was an amazing kicker. Let's take our kicker this year. Let's get Cade York. And Cade York produced there. But he had that 57-yard game-wing field goal for Cleveland Browns to win over Baker Mayfield. Looked like Baker Mayfield's going to get the win. Couldn't do it, though. Cade York and Cleveland Browns got the win. I'm not blaming this on Baker Mayfield at all. Baker Mayfield played well in that game, but Cade York was able to get out the win. That's about for the headlines this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, Squirt Sports Game Day, week two edition. We're going to get that perfect record this week, so let's hop into Chargers Chiefs, our game I pick. Chiefs, I'm going to take that one really, really quick. Chiefs win this one. 35-14, to 14, Justin Herbert doesn't produce in this one with that key now. Austin Eckler couldn't get things going this week. He doesn't get things going again this week. Chiefs, Clyro Tiller, Patrick Mahomes, interesting thing to look out for right there. Chiefs get the win over the Los Angeles Chargers. Patriots versus Steelers. Bill Belichick starts out season 0-2 for the first time in however many years. Who knows? I don't. Steelers get the win over the Patriots. Now, Dolphins, Ravens. Dolphins played well last week, but so did the Ravens. Ravens pull out a gutsy win against the Dolphins right here. Sorry, Mike McDale, but your defense, well, I just hyped up, has a bad week this week, but rebounds the rest season. Ravens in that run game, get going. Lamar Jackson gets that run game going for himself. And the running backs, so I'll have them winning this game over Miami Dolphins. Now, Seahawks, 49ers. Led Geno Cook. Everybody last year, everybody, Russell Wilson's entire Seahawks tenure was saying, let Russell Cook. But Geno Smith said, they wrote me off. I didn't write back. He's not running back again. Seahawks get the upset win over the 49ers. Led Geno Cook. Buccaneers versus Saints. This interesting one right here. Tom Brady is yet to beat New Orleans Saints in the regular season. Every single time it's been on, I've picked the Buccaneers to win. And yeah, I'm still going to do it. So in the fifth time he's played them in the regular season right here, I have the Buccaneers winning over the New Orleans Saints. Giants versus Panthers, everybody. I already gave my pick for this game. Giants are winning this game, everybody. Deion Jones is going to play great. Deion Jones is an NFL top 20 caliber quarterback this season. Deion Jones is going to move into a top 10 quarterback one time in his career. At some point in his career, Deion Jones will be a top 10 quarterback. You can't debate me on that. He's not another Carson Wentz. Deion Jones is a good quarterback. Deion Jones and Saquon Barkley. Get that game going. Get that running game going. Look for RPOs in this game. I like the scheme that Brian DeBull has. He's not even calling plays. It's just interesting stuff right here. I like the Giants over the Carolina Panthers. Sorry, Baker Mayfield. Bengals versus Cowboys. Okay, this is an interesting one right here. Cooper Rush is going to start this game probably because they're not going to bring in a quarterback and they're not going to start him this week. If they do bring in a quarterback, it'll be maybe next week or the week after that. But for right now, just play with Cooper Rush. He started before. He started last season against the Minnesota Vikings. You guys won that game. So I think the Bengals get the win in this one over the Dallas Cowboys. Cooper Rush struggles in this one. Cooper Rush isn't going to be this all-world quarterback, but he's also not going to play horrible. It's going to be competitive. I have the Bengals win this one 31-23 over the Dallas Cowboys. Cardinals versus Raiders, everybody. This is an interesting one right here, but the Raiders got things going last week. Derek Carr just made too many mistakes, had three interceptions against the Los Angeles Chargers. But you saw Hunter Renfro playing well. You saw Devontae Adams playing well. Just get that run game going. Cardinals really couldn't get much going in the passing game. Obviously, they're missing a good tight end. Obviously, they're missing Rondell Moore, and obviously, they're missing DeAndre Hopkins. You look at their top receiver, you probably don't even recognize who it is from that game. So, I have the Raiders winning this one over Arizona Cardinals. Last one right here to round it out. Monday Night Football, Titans versus Bills. It's not even going to be close. Bills run the table on the Titans. 31-10. They slaughter them. 
31-10, Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen gets that game going against the Tennessee Titans. That's about for Square Sports Game this week. We are getting that perfect record. From week two on, we're not going to miss a single pick. Now, do I really think that's going to happen? In my dreams, but we're going to pick it for right now. Perfect record for this week, and we're going for it. I'm going to make sure of that. Now, top five, everybody. This week's top five is the top five things from the two weeks of college football we've had so far that have shocked me, stunned me, and all that. Let's hop into it. Number five, BYU playing amazing, everybody. So, I picked BYU to lose week one to USF, Jeff Scott, and Gary Bohanna. Well, they slaughtered them. I picked them to lose week two to Blake Shapin and Dave Aranda. Well, they lost that game. BYU gets their second one of the season. BYU 2-0 right now. Really shocking me. If they can beat Oregon this week, they're a top seven team in college football. No debate about it. You can't debate me on that. You're just going to have to wait and see my pick on that game. Oregon versus BYU. But BYU enters themselves into the college football playoff conversation no matter what. If they beat Oregon this week, I strongly stay by that. No doubt about it. BYU enters the college football playoff conversation. If they're able to beat another top 25 team this week in Oregon. Before, Texas surprisingly playing well. Now, Texas is an interesting team. They're a team that has one of the most the talented rosters in the country. They're not going to get so hyped for a game against Iowa State. Say last season, they almost beat Oklahoma, and they had a couple good wins, but they couldn't be a team like Iowa State because they can't get hyped for that game. They can't really get hyped for a game against UL Monroe where they didn't really powerhouse UL Monroe in that game week one. But week two, that defense plays amazing against Alabama. We're going to talk about this game later on. We're going to talk about the recap of it. I did a recap of it on Saturday after the game on Squared Sports Instagram. Go follow that at Squared Sports. But yeah, this is just amazing stuff. Tough to see Quinn Ewers go down. Hudson Cart's also probably not going to play this week. It's going to be Malik Murphy. Look like Malik Murphy, though, at one point in time, was Sark's guy to go. Because once they lost down Quinn Ewers, once he decommitted, went to Ohio State, Sark said, hmm, who do I go after? Let's get Malik Murphy. He's going to be my future of this program. Nankuers comes back. Malik Murphy is the third-string quarterback on this roster right now. I think he's going to get the start this week. That's why I'm interested by, by Texas. The defense been amazing so far. Gary Patterson, the key for that. Could be the next coach in Nebraska football, but Gary Patterson has been amazing so far for Texas. A thing that you never expect to be a match made in heaven. Gary Patterson, TCU coach for however many years, one of the longest tenured coaches in college football, hopping over to his arch nemesis in Texas. So, yeah, interesting stuff right there. Texas. Number three, their rival. Texas Tech, everybody. Texas Tech and Donovan Smith have been playing amazing. And all they really needed was a new head coach. They beat Houston. They were in overtime and had a fourth and 20 conversion. Wow, right there. Fourth and 20 conversion for Texas Tech in overtime to get the win over Houston. Donovan Smith looking like a really good quarterback, looking like a really good college football quarterback, poised. He has all of it. Six touchdowns, three interceptions so far on the season for Donovan Smith. Once they fired Matt Wells last season, that's really all they needed. They had Sonny Cumbie as their head coach, and they did pretty well. Okay, They beat Iowa State last season. They had some good ones at the end of the season last year. Now this season, they brought in a new good co- head coach, and they've been playing well. So Texas Tech, most shocking thing I've been surprised by this college football season, Texas Tech been playing well. Number two, West Virginia. Everybody. West Virginia, I really thought they were a top 25 team heading into the season. I really thought they would win that game against Pitt. Well, they didn't win against Pitt. They played Kansas last week and lost in double overtime. So JT Daniels hasn't been playing terrible, but he's the leader of this team. If you're a leader of a team, you got to win some games. Number two, West Virginia. Number one, Notre Dame, everybody. Marcus Freeman, I tried to warn you. Was to overhead coaching college football right now. Well, at least they still have that video of when they announced the team that Marcus Freeman was their head coach and them getting hype. At least Notre Dame still has that, everybody. So yeah, Notre Dame, number one, most surprising team. It's tough to see Tyler Buckner again. Her is going to be out for the rest of the season. But it's Drew Pine, season there, but can he play well? Can he bring Notre Dame to New Year's Six Bowl if they go 10-2? We're just going to have to wait and see. Maybe a Citrus Bowl, maybe something like that. But Drew Pine is the starting quarterback right now for Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman, the first head coach in Notre Dame history to go 0-3 in his first three games. 
Oklahoma State, Ohio State, and now Marshall. But disgrace to the program, Marcus Freeman. And I'm a Michigan fan. I'm happy to see this right here. Notre Dame, one most surprising thing I've seen this season. That's about for top five this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, your daily sports fun fact, did you know, but did you know that it was the first time this century that both Super Bowl teams from last season lost? So both Super Bowl teams from last season lost week one. Not any other teams have done it. I think the only other stat compared to this is the Broncos and the Panthers being the only two Super Bowl teams not to make it to the playoffs next year. Both of them didn't make the playoffs next year. Both the Bengals and the Rams didn't win their week one games. Didn't know that. That's why I didn't know that your weekly amazing sports fact. Leave your answer in the comment section. So for me, Mike Trout's the greatest baseball player of my time. Now for you, if you're older than me, Mike Trout definitely isn't the greatest baseball player of all time for you. But Mike Trout is probably the most talented player of the past 35 years in baseball. But he's never going to be remembered as the most talented baseball player. He could be known right now as the most talented baseball player of all time. But he's never going to be remembered as that. Because Mike Trout, he has all the accolades and he's still very, very young. But it's interesting right here because he's only 31 years old, like I said, young. But he's battling injuries right and left. It's just interesting right here with Mike Trout. He keeps on getting hurt. We thought that when he got the back injury earlier in the season that he was going to be done. But then he comes back. It's seven home runs and seven straight games at the time of this recording. But I really just blame this on the Angels, everybody. It's tough to see right here because Mike Trout won't be remembered as one of the greatest of all time because he's not going to win a World Series if he remains the Los Angeles Angel. He will never win a World Series if he remains the Los Angeles Angel. You know why? I always thought he could because of Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani is not going to be a part of this team in the next three years. I really don't think he is. I think the biggest component is Art Moreno deciding to sell the team. And this team's been playing looser since then. They've been playing more fun. But in those seven games that Mike Trout is at those seven straight home runs, this team is three and four. You're telling me if Mike Trout, the greatest player of all time, can produce night after night for seven straight nights for you in your team, you only managed to win three of those games. In basketball, if LeBron James puts up 40 points in seven straight games to the Los Angeles Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers win seven of those games. In football, if Tom Brady throws five touchdowns in seven straight games, they win all of those seven games. In baseball, if Mike Trout hits a home run in seven straight games, they only win three of those games. And that's how baseball is. And I'm not going to talk about it right now because right that's a complete different issue. But you know what would help that? If he wasn't on the Los Angeles Angels. Art Moreno has a decision to make. Before I sell this team, do I get rid of Shohei Otani? Do I get rid of Mike Trout? What do I do with these guys? It's a hot topic. It's an interesting topic. I really think that they should just sell the team. I mean, they're obviously going to sell the team, but sell the players the team. Sell Mike Trout. Sell Shohei Otani. You'll get the most value out of it ever. Maybe a new owner would want to do that, or maybe Art Moreno, as his last wish, the Los Angeles owner, would want to get rid of Shohei Otani, want to get rid of Mike Trout. That's my thoughts right there. Shohei Otani's a free agent next winter. So, yeah, if they don't trade him this offseason, if they don't trade him at the deadline, you could have just let the best generational talent of the past 25 years walk in Shohei Otani. Interesting stuff right there. That's my thoughts on the Los Angeles Angels. That's the lane I would take with the Los Angeles Angels. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, College Bowl Showcase, everybody. So if you're a new listener, we do my top 25 first, and then we pick my games of the week for college football. Let's hop into my top 25 week, heading into week three edition. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Alabama. Number three, Ohio State. Four, Michigan. Number five, USC. Number six, Oklahoma. Number seven, Arkansas. Number eight, Clemson. Number nine, Miami. 
Number 10, Kentucky. Number 11, BYU. Number 12, Baylor. Number 13, North Carolina State. Number 14, Texas. Number 15, Penn State. Number 16, Michigan State. Number 17, Wake Forest. Number 18, Ole Miss. Number 19, Florida State. Number 20, Oregon. Number 21, Florida. Number 22, Utah. Number 23, Kansas State. Number 24, Tennessee. Number 25, UCLA. Let's break it down. Number one, Georgia. Okay, I had Georgia number one last week after their crazy win against Oregon. So I have them again at number one. Georgia, number one. No debate about it. Alabama, number two. Whew, what a game that was. Alabama, I really thought about putting them below Ohio State, but Ohio State really didn't play that great either against Arkansas State. Yes, they put up 41 points, but that defense wasn't doing so great. Marvin Harrison kind of saved them on offense. CJ Shad looking a little bit shaky. Maybe that's just me as a Michigan fan talking. But yeah, Ohio State, number three, Alabama. Number two, Alabama has so many penalties in that game. Four of my Michigan overrates. J.J. McCarthy, everybody. Hello, Heisman. I talked about on the Squirt Sports Instagram. Like I said, go follow Squirt Sports Instagram at Squirt Sports. J.J. McCarthy for Heisman. 15 of 16, one drop pass. That's the only completion he had. He is the next Heisman. He is the next number one draft pick. Not this year, the next year. J.J. McCarthy is him. Number five, USC. USC, yes, the defense is a little bit concerning, but they get turnovers. If they can't get those turnovers, this defense is going to give up a touchdown or points no matter what. They have a trouble getting a stop. They have trouble forcing a punt, but they can get a turnover. If it's turnover, a bust for them pretty much. It's turnover or a field goal or a touchdown. That's how the defensive drive will work out. But they have the offense good enough to keep up with the defense struggling. So USC, number five, number eight, Clemson. Still, I'm giving them one more point. They were number nine last week. I'm sliding them up one this week. But still really no explosibility from this team. They were supposed to blow out Furman. They only won by like 23 points. Clemson, number eight, number 11, BYU. What a game that was against Baylor. Double overtime. I get them that win. Baylor, number 12. That game could have gone either way. So obviously I'm going to give BYU the respect over Baylor. But Baylor still a really good team. Number 12, 14, Texas. I'm not sliding them down at all. Now, if Texas would have won that game, a top 25 probably would have looked like one Georgia, or two Ohio State, number three Michigan, number four Texas, and number five Alabama. But right now, it's 14 for Texas, which they were ranked last week. Texas deserves to be ranked at number 14, everybody. This is a really good football team. I know Quinn Wars is going to be hurt, but this is a good football team who can win the Big 12. Number 17, Wake Forest. Sam Hartwood's return against Vanderbilt. They look pretty good. He had some good completions to A.T. Perry. This is a good team. Wake Forest, number 17. Number 22, Utah. Utah went 73-7 over Southern Utah. Yeah, that's convincing enough for me to put them in number 22. 24, Tennessee, everybody. Tennessee had a great win over Pitt. Now, would they have won that game if Keenan Sloves didn't get hurt? I don't think so. But Brew McCoy had a touchdown. Henry Hooker had a touchdown. I'm ranking them at number 24. Some people had them ranked their top 10. So, I mean, what are you doing? Tennessee is not a top 10 college football team. They're not going to win many games in the SEC this year. I think they go maybe 8-4 and 9-3. Tennessee, number 24. Number 25, UCLA, everybody. That's about my top 25. That's my breakdown of it. Stay tuned for the games of the week. Now, College Pro Showcase the Games of the Week. You know how we roll. I give you one upset pick. I give my Michigan under Game of the Week pick this week against UConn. You know who I'm picking that one. Give me the Huskies. Nah, I'm kidding. Give me the Michigan. But, and then we got the Game of the Week, which this week I'm saying is Oregon versus BYU. College Game Day, ESPN says it's App State versus Troy. Don't know about that one, ESPN. I got Oregon versus BYU. The first one, my first upset pick, my only upset pick, Texas Tech. Over North Carolina State, Texas Tech showed some grit last week. Yes, a really, really good team in Houston. Donovan Smith is a good quarterback. Like I said earlier in top five, they got a good infusion of youth that they needed. They got a good infusion of a lot of things, good freshmen. I mean, just new head coach, Texas Tech. Good thing to look out for right there. Devin Leary struggles in this one. They can't establish a run game North Carolina State so far in the season. So I think Texas Tech gets the early 
win over North Carolina State to establish themselves into the Big 12 championship race into the top 25 Texas Tech over North Carolina State. It's in North Carolina, but I'm not worried about that. Give me the Red Raiders. Guns up over North Carolina State. Michigan versus UConn. Yeah, it's it's Michigan, everybody. They're going to cover the spread. Minus 43. I think Michigan blows them out. They would have covered last week against Hawaii minus 52 if K. McNamara didn't play. J.J. McCarthy and K. McNamara both played last week, but this week it's going to be J.J. McCarthy. Pretty much for the whole entire first half, it's going to look like because Michigan's going to put up 50 points in that first half, and then there's no point keeping J.J. McCarthy in, so Cade will come in. Cade will play as normal usual, maybe get one touchdown, maybe throw an interception, but I still think Michigan covers. Davis Warren, the third string, looked way better than K. McNamara last week. Looked like a Power 5 quarterback last week, so maybe when J.J. McCarthy leads the program, Davis Warren can be the one to lead them. I like this run game. Dominic Edwards might be out for Michigan in this one, but I don't think that matters. J.J. McCarthy finds his receivers. J.J. McCarthy for Heisman. I'm putting it out there. I still have Caleb Williams as my pick, but if I had to pick another, it would be J.J. McCarthy. Maybe midseason, I'll still try to pick J.J. McCarthy, which I have to see. But Michigan over UConn. Now, the game of the week. Oregon versus BYU. BYU got their staple program win last week. But this week, their top two wide receivers are going to be out. They were out last week, but they're going to be out again this week, it looks like. And that was in Provo, Utah. This one's in Oregon, in Austin Stadium, where you can barely even hear yourself think. Bo Nix gets to get a good game for himself. I think Bo Nix has a really good game. Gets his first real taste of an Oregon crowd. I think they do well. I think maybe if Bo Nix struggles, Ty Thompson can come in, but I don't think that happens. I think they stop. a good running game. I think Justin Flo, linebacker to look out for right here. Dan Lang's been working with him all summer, all year. He's a really good linebacker. He's been teaching like he taught his Georgia linebackers last year. Justin Flo, a monster. You know that Sean Oakman meme from a couple years ago? Yeah, just Justin Flo's turning into one of those type of memes. A freak on the field, he is. He's going to be a top 10 pick in the Shazan NFL draft, in my opinion. Keith, this one. Oregon gets the win over BYU. Sorry, Jaron Hall. Ducks reign supreme in this one. Give me Oregon Ducks over BYU Cougars in this one. Stay tuned for the rest of Score Sports. Episode number 91 to go. Still got some more to come. Now, to round out episode number 91, Schoolyard Sports Scream everybody. The person I'm screaming on this week is Brian Kelly. Now, I'm going to call it the Urban Meyer Award recipient this week. Not the Squared Sports Scream recipient, Urban Meyer Award recipient, a part of Squared Sports Scream. It's Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly is turning into the next Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer used to be this amazing, oh, hotshot head coach. Brian Kelly used to be this, oh, hotshot head coach. Now Brian Kelly is annoying. People find him annoying at LSU. He's all this, oh, he's got this Southern accent that's really fake. He doesn't know, he didn't know anything about LSU, and then he suddenly turned all Southern, yeah, all of this. No, Brian Kelly's not a Southern type of person at all. Not even close to it. Brian Kelly, yeah, he's a scored sports screen recipient this week. He's getting mad people in press conferences. Dude, you have a fake Southern accent. Come on. Brian Kelly, scored sports screen this recipient this week. LSU played well this week. He's still my squared sports screen recipient. You lost that game to Florida State. You won the game this week. Brian Kelly, I'm still mad at you about your press conferences. Brian Kelly, the way you came to LSU was a horrible way. You left Notre Dame in a terrible place. They had to pick up Marcus Freeman because of you. Who I feel bad for Notre Dame and you. Brian Kelly, squared sports screen recipient of the week. Now, the best last question, this week's question is, will a New York sports team win championship this year? So it's down to the Knicks, 
down to the Giants, down to the Nets, down to the Jets, down to the Mets, and down to the Yankees every play. I think the Mets and the Yankees are really the only two ones that can win it right here, but maybe the Nets can pull it out in their season year. Maybe the Knicks can do it. That'll be in 2023, but same with Giants and Jets in 2023. Mets and Yankees, though, I think have the best two shots. I hope it's my New York Mets not winning right now against the Cubs, though. Tough stuff right there. That's part of the question day this week. That's part of Squared Sports and Lane Frick, episode 91. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram, at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter, at Squared Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for the best sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week, episode 92. Stay tuned.